You're listening to the Fix My Feet podcast. Solutions for every step in your journey with the nation's leading foot and ankle specialists. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Sorry for our extended uh, pause in, uh, in, in episodes here, but uh, welcome back to the Fix My Feet podcast. Dr. Waters and Dr. Leonard's here, uh, foot and ankle surgeons here in the Nebraska area. So wanted to bring you back. There's been lots of stuff going on in the foot and ankle world. Uh, well, So we're going to try and pick up with some current stuff. And talk about uh, today Achilles tendon ruptures. Uh, most of you, I'm sure anybody who follows professional football knows that Aaron Rodgers went down with the Achilles tendon rupture about four plays into his New York Jets uh, career there. 20 so, million uh, a play. It's a good deal. <laughs> so so, uh, so I thought we would review uh, some of the things that uh, we know about Achilles tendon ruptures. And maybe for some of you who are wondering what, what to expect uh, with uh, the Jets future and things like that. Uh, we can uh, cover some of those topics as well. Maybe a place to start out before we dive too deep into all this stuff. Dr. Leonard's is, uh, you know, for those who don't know, what is the Achilles tendon and kind of where is it at on the body and what is it, what, what is some of its essential functions that people might be curious about? For sure. Uh, biggest tendon in the body. Um, it performs a pretty important function of, you know, plantar flexing the foot allows for running, you know, increased ambulation. Um, the tendon itself comes from the, uh, continuation of the gastrocnemius and the soleus muscles in the back of the leg. And so they, um, their aponeurosis kind of combine and, and make the Achilles tendon, which then comes down and inserts on your uh, calcaneus or your heel bone. Um, and so it's, Dr. Waters was saying often injured in, in sports where there's quick acceleration, when you're thinking basketball, you're thinking football, things like that, where there's a lot of force that's being placed on that tendon um, as people either try and kind of push off and get going or in Aaron Rodgers case, when he was kind of being tackled awkwardly and um, ended up sticking that foot straight back and, and that, that sudden, you know, force um, can damage any tendon, um, including the Achilles tendon, which like we mentioned is, is one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the body. And, um, is um, at risk of those types of injuries, especially in an area where there's a, a decreased blood flow um, along that that tendon a few centimeters from where it inserts. And so it tends to be injured in that area um, because it just doesn't have quite the same blood supply as the rest of the tendon. Yeah, excellent points. The one, the Aaron Rodgers injury in some ways remind me a lot of uh, the late Kobe Bryant's injury mm -hmm. many years ago where they get that, you know, they step back and that's kind of what Rodgers was doing as that guy was tackling him, takes a step backwards into this sudden, dors what we call a dorsiflexion moment and then that tendon snaps and that's a similar, Kobe took a step back when he was going to make a basketball move and, and snapped his Achilles and then famously came out and shot a couple free throws after that. So, that is uh, impressive. So, it was pretty impressive. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that's, that's true. It's a super important tendon. If any of you are curious what it is, you can feel down there around the back of your ankle, you'll feel that big, thick, you know, band like structure and that's it. So I think we should just kind of highlight a few things here, maybe, uh, go over three or four things. Um, initially what can one expect, uh, you know, as far as, uh, recovery from an Achilles tendon rupture like that. It's going to be a long recovery, even for professional athletes. You know, these are often 
more so than other injuries, career ending, um, just because of the loss of explosivity. Maybe not necessarily for a quarterback, but for for skill positions and things, wide receivers, running backs, it can really limit their um, their ability to to do moves and, and increase their speed as as they need to. Um, recovery itself depends slightly on whether they get surgery or they just undergo conservative treatment with casting and um, you know non weight bearing to the area to let the tendon heal by itself. Um, but it's generally several months with several months after that of, of rehab, working on muscle strength, and you have to tension those fibers um, that have been ruptured because they kind of build themselves around the weight bearing of the body. And so that itself, you know, in the rehab protocols can can take quite some time too. Um, so we're looking at, you know, several months of, of all of that, um, you know, out for the season for sure. And we'll see if <laughs> somebody of, I mean, not advanced age because he's relatively young in the scheme of things, but in terms of a NFL quarterback, unless you're Tom Brady, he's uh, he's getting up there in age. So um, it can be a long road for sure to come back full strength. Yeah, it, it certainly can. Now, I know there's been a lot in the uh, press talked about, you know, the surgical technique used to fix Aaron Rodgers' uh, Achilles tendon which has been out for a few years now. And it's a technique that we use quite often in a minimally invasive fashion with some anchors to try and, you know, increase, you know, recovery and, and, and speed things along. Um, but still, even with that technique, just like Dr. Leonard said, this, this is going to be a lengthy recovery. Like yeah. I know he's up and walking and talking about how he's walking sooner than other people. And he's, he's aggressive and he's got the right mindset. I agree with all of that, but it still is going to take several months, uh, at the bare minimum to, to get back. And I would say most athletes, you know, if they come back, it would be the next season at the soonest that they would come back. Um, and then typically not necessarily be the same till another season after that, where they feel like they've, they've reached pre, uh, injury levels of, uh, activity yep. for themselves. So the recovery is lengthy uh, for sure. Um, just so in the Achilles tendon rupture, I think part, the second thing I wanted to cover real quick, um, for our non-athlete, you know, population, there's a lot of debate about Achilles tendon ruptures, whether they should be treated operatively or non-operatively and what are the pros and cons of that. And so for our patients, you know, who are listening or potential patients, uh, listening who might be out in the audience who had this, uh, injury, um, and they're debating whether they should get it you know, operative treatment or non-operative, maybe a little discussion around that, Dr. Leonard's the pros and cons of operative versus non-operative treatment and what might one might expect one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, both are reasonable options. They, they both shown good outcomes uh, depending on the patient. I think based on most of the research, the major difference between the two is re-rupture rates, which still continues to kind of be a topic of discussion. Um, but generally people are back to their activity about the same time, whether they have surgery or not. Um, but people who undergo casting and things like that for an extended period of time tend to um, have a recurrent injury to the area at a higher percentage than people who undergo, you know, repair surgically. Um, and that probably changes too, just based on the type of surgical repair. There's multiple ways to do it. Like Dr. Waters mentioned, you know, there's, there's percutaneous ways, um, making small incisions and, and anchoring things into the calcaneus. There's just end-to-end -end repair of that, uh, you know, ruptured Achilles tendon. Sometimes if there's 
you know, large enough deficit. Sometimes there needs to be augmentation with tendon transfers and things like that. So all of those will play a role in how long it takes, you know, people to get back to normal. But um, both tend to be reasonable options, you know, especially if you're uh, not wanting to undergo surgery, you have complications with anesthesia, or, you know, you don't have the the best, you know, blood flow to an area, or you're worried about, uh, you know, wound problems after, after surgery, then sometimes casting and non-weight bearing is the best way to go. Um, so just have to take it on a case by case basis. I totally agree. The big, the biggest thing, just like Dr. Leonard's highlight is re-rupture. I mean, that's what the literature has shown in large, you know, large uh, scale studies where they've looked at thousands of these over and over again. Uh, as far as outcomes, you know, they're equivocal, but re-rupture is the biggest thing. So I think, you know, especially in that athletic population where they're really going to try to return to a high level of play, operative treatment is absolutely the right, the right way to go with that. But, you know, uh, if something else, if your life is different than that and your functional demands are different than that, then certainly non-operative treatment should be discussed, you know, as a treatment option for you uh, moving forward. So mm-hmm. um, I think the other thing that probably people worry about with these kind of injuries, um, and this goes for athletes and non-athletes as well, is, you know, am I going to be able to return to, you know, what I was doing before? I think that's always a concern. Or is this like a life-changing type of an injury? Your thoughts about that, Dr. Lennox? I mean, I think the majority of the time people can return. There's obviously um, extenuating circumstances, like I said, depending on the procedures you have and things like that, um, you know, the level of gapping, what you undergo as far as treatment. But um, with the right rehab protocol, with appropriate surgical intervention, um, I think people can get back to their pre-injury activity largely, you know, 70, 80, 90% of the time. Um, But like Dr. Waters mentioned earlier with Aaron Rodgers too, you got to be motivated. It's going to be a long, you know, rehab protocol. Um, and so it's, it's important not to cut corners and, and just stay consistent with it. If you put in the time up front, it'll benefit you later, you know, recovering back to a pre-injury level of activity. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Most people will come back to to pre-injury levels, but it will take a long time. I think the last thing that we should just cover real quick, uh, you know, just to give people an idea, because I think people are probably curious when they have this injury, what, what the, what, what it looks like, what's, you know, from the point that I injure my Achilles to the point I'm back and walking and, you know, back to pre-injury levels, what does that whole process kind of look like? Um, your thoughts on that on a step-by-step kind of a overview for patients who are curious, who may know somebody who had this happen or may have just had this, like what, what should they be expecting on kind of a week by week, month by month basis until they get back to pre-injury levels? Well, if you're a pro athlete, they'll wheel you back to the MRI on site and then you'll get one <laughs> of those uh, right afterwards. But if you're a, a everyday person like us, um, you know, you're, you're going to have a noticeable injury at the time. You're going to hear a pop, you're going to feel a pop, you're going to notice some pain in the back of the leg. Sometimes people have pain there um, sharply initially, and then it goes away, but they just kind of notice they're stumbling a little bit weak. Um, so we've had people come in the office multiple weeks after an injury. Um, they just feel like they're not kind of getting back to normal and they've had a, a ruptured Achilles. And so a lot of time, you know, the initial exam for us is going to be a clinical diagnosis of that rupture. We can, you know, see if there's um, indentation in the Achilles tendon, if there's weakness to the, the plantar flexion strength, um, you know, correlating all of that with a history of injury. Um, we can generally make that clinical diagnosis. If there's any doubt, a lot of times we'll get an MRI to confirm and, and check, you know, the level of, of rupture um, as well as, 
the gapping and all sorts of things like that, just to, you know, plan for surgery appropriately, if that's the way we want to go. Um, you'll generally be immobilized initially, <coughs> excuse me, um, in, uh, you, you know, a walking boot with some heel wedges or a, a splint or a cast, kind of depending on the provider's preference. And this is generally going to help point the toes down slightly so that you're not increasing that gapping uh, where the rupture has taken place. And then the less weight on that area, the better until we can um, get you to surgery if that's the route you want to take. If we're not doing surgery, then we'll tend to uh, put you in a plantar flex cast um, for several weeks and, and kind of work our way down that route until we um, notice some appropriate healing generally around uh, eight weeks or so. Um, surgery, if that's going to take place, then, um, we generally get that set up, you know, in the next seven, 10 days. Um, generally with this, you know, you're going to have to be on your stomach. So that's something that, um, is a little bit more difficult for anesthesia. And so that usually is, is a conversation that you have to have with them as well in terms of positioning and things like that. Um, so that we can get access to that tendon. And then we talked about, there's multiple different ways to fix it kind of depending on the injury, kind of depending on you know, the patient's age and, and comorbidities. So, um, but regardless, they all, uh, tend to work pretty well. And then again, after surgery, you're going to be off of it again for, um, you know, several weeks, uh, six to eight weeks to allow that area to, um, begin to heal, um, allow those incisions to heal. Those incisions on the back of the leg can be tricky sometimes depending on, you know, the quality of the soft tissue and the age of the patient. And then, once we're starting to get some good muscle strength back, some good healing with that tendon, then we want to get you into physical therapy where they're going to work with you for several weeks on, you know, strengthening that tendon, working on your balance, working on your muscle strength, all those kinds of things go away a little bit when you've been immobilized in a cast or a splint or a boot. So uh, we want to get you back to functional strength as soon as we can. Um, and then like we talked about, it's just, it's a little bit of a a lengthy recovery with these, but several months down the road, we start getting you back into the things that you want to do. And, um, there'll be continued progression on your, you know, strength and muscle balance and everything for, you know, six, nine months after that. Yeah. I th well said. And I think the important thing for patients to realize is it is a multiple month process. It's not, you know, it's not, you know, I broke a toe and I'm back at it in two or three weeks, you know, kind of a deal. This is something that's going to take a little bit of time to get back to those uh, pre-injury pre levels. Um, so great. Well, I think we've covered a lot of uh, information today. So, you know, for those of you Jet fans out there who are heartbroken watching Zach Wilson play quarterback because uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, ruptured his Achilles tendon, uh, my heart goes out to you, even though I'm a BYU guy. So, so I'm hoping Zach does well this year. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, looking at a multiple month process and, uh, hope that he can come back. Like, like Dr. Leonard said, he's, he's on the older side for the NFL. So coming back from this, uh, you know, in the, in his forties is going to be more of a challenge. I think he has the right mindset and I mm -hmm. hope that we see him back next season, uh, playing football again. Uh, but for those of the rest of us, if you do end up with an Achilles rupture, being a weekend warrior or something, uh, it's fixable. It's going to take, uh, you know, multiple months, but, uh, you should return to pre injury levels, uh, with the right course of treatment for you. Uh, if you have any questions about Achilles tendon ruptures, drop them in the comments. We'll try to address those in future episodes. Again, I'm Dr. Waters. This is Dr. Leonard's uh, foot and ankle surgeons uh, here at Platte River Foot and Ankle Surgeons in Nebraska. This is a Fix My Feet podcast. Check us out on social media, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, 
Instagram and YouTube and uh, look forward to our next episode. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fix My Feet podcast. To schedule an appointment with one of our providers, visit www.brfootandankle.com.